Hello, and welcome to Pathways, where you are invited to join me for a visit with leaders in personal development and cultural evolution. This is your host, Paul O'Brien. KBOO is in the middle of our annual end-of-year membership drive, and 80% of our funding comes from our members, so show your support. Please become a member today at kboo.fm give. Nowadays, more than ever, men and women have the freedom to be our authentic selves. Today, neither gender has to feel trapped by rigid roles. Women can access their masculine side and men can embrace their feminine side. Now, this new freedom is a good thing, but it also brings new challenges. Men and women need the right tools and skills to help build stronger relationships. And that's where today's guest on Pathways comes in. Our guest today is none other than John Gray, best-selling author of one of the most well-known relationship books of all time, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. USA Today listed it in the top 10 most influential books of the last quarter century. Now, a newer, updated version is entitled Beyond Mars and Venus, which we will be talking about today. John has been speaking, teaching, and coaching all over the world for 40 years. His many books, blogs, and free online workshops provide practical insights to improve relationships in all stages of life. An advocate of health and optimal brain function, he also provides natural solutions for overcoming depression, anxiety, and stress to support increased energy, libido, hormonal, hormonal balance, and better sleep. Well, hello, John, and welcome to Pathways. Paul, it's a real pleasure to be with you. It's always a pleasure to be with you. And I remember we go way back to when Men Are From Mars came out and I had been listening to your tapes and you had been using my I Ching software. It was just That's such right. a beautiful, beautiful synchronicity. Okay, but anyway, today let's start by asking, how have male-female relationships changed since you wrote Men Are From Mars? Well, when I wrote Men Are From Mars... Uh, people were in more traditional relationships. And there were still some people, who, some women who read that book and they said, you know, I feel like I'm from Mars and we, the way you describe it. And my husband's from Venus. And then there's some single people who would say, particularly women would say, well, gee, I don't relate to these things. And that was often because they actually weren't in a relationship where they're inter interdependent with a partner. Usually when people have children, that's when the misunderstandings between men and women uh, begin to show up because that's when you're really dependent on your partner. You need, you, it's not like you're an Island. You can do your own thing. You're suddenly really depending on this person for something meaningful that creates stress. If you don't know how to communicate effectively and understanding how our tendencies as men and women can show up in different ways can help a lot. So basically to many people, they've outgrown men from Mars. And that's why I had to write beyond Mars and Venus because as women are more on their masculine side, men need to know skills to help bring her back to her female side. And women need to know skills to help bring a man into the male side to support her feeling more feminine. So many women today say, you know, I do want to, I realize I've become too masculine. I want to come back to my female side. Well, how do you do that? Well, that's why I wrote this book, how relationships can help women find balance in their lives. And for men, how they can use their relationship to find a connection to their own sensitivities, but also being connected to their masculine side, which can detach 
which doesn't get bothered by things, which has more energy and motivation. Because a lot of men are losing the motivations they had in the beginning of relationships. You know, you talk about masculine and feminine, and these words, you know, have uh, uh, actually are grounded in biology, um, the way that you uh, present them. Isn't that right? Yeah. So what's done today is we know that men are men, women are women, but it can be very confusing because you can be a woman and feel like a man and you can be a man and feel like a woman. And, and so what am I? So what, regardless of how you relate to yourself, we have something called biology. Uh, and so we can identify any way we want, but you have this biology. And so here's some simple facts. It's nice to just deal with reality as opposed to how I think reality should be or what I think reality is. You know, most of our unhappiness is when we basically misinterpret reality, like people don't like me or I'm not good enough or I'll never get what I want or uh, I'm a troubled person, so I can't uh, I'll always have problems. You know, we have these negative beliefs and then we react to them as if they're true when they're not true. So this whole idea of, of a man being a woman well, you can feel feminine without a doubt, but you're still a woman. And a woman feeling like her ma a man doesn't mean she is a man, but she has a strong masculine side, which is a nice way of putting it. And there's nothing wrong with that as long as you're happy. But if you're not happy and you have a strong masculine side, for example, typically what women will feel is higher stress levels and they will experience feeling overwhelmed. Okay, overwhelm is a real common experience of women today. It wasn't always that way. Their mind just can't settle down. And that's really, their mind is trying to solve problems all the time, as opposed to being able to forget it, to let it go. Don't worry about it. Not a big deal. Minimize. See, that's what men's biology can do. But when women, when they're like men, they, they, they don't have the same biological mechanisms that we have as men if we use them to cope with stress effectively. So practically, practically speaking, the biology, which is different, nobody can dispute this, is that when a woman is experiencing stress, her estrogen levels are lower than normal. And when a man is experiencing stress, his testosterone levels are lower than normal. So we can see this. When you're out of balance and you're not happy and fulfilled and loving, if you look at a man, lack of motivation, maybe he's grumpy, he's irritable, or he's mad, anytime that's happening, actually his testosterone is going down and as female hormone, estrogen is going up. Now, when a woman is unhappy, her testosterone is going up and her estrogen is going down. Estrogen is a hormone that goes up whenever we feel I'm dependent on something or someone and I can get what I need. So that's like, if you need more estrogen, just go eat. <laughs> I could eat this food. That's why sometimes when women are stressed, they want to just, I'll just go eat. There's other benefits of it, but basically you'll see that maybe 90% of the people who go to therapists, for example, are women, because you can go there and you feel safe to express what you're feeling and what you're thinking. And that raises estrogen levels. Big, very, very important aspect of being feminine is being able to talk about what's inside and, and feel loved. That's the other part is to feel heard, feel understood, feel like somebody cares, have somebody feel empathy. If, if whenever that happens to a woman, her estrogen goes up. Whenever that happens to a man, his estrogen goes up. But if his estrogen is already too high, it may not be a good thing. Because in men, typically when estrogen goes very high, his testosterone goes down. And for women, when they feel I can't get what I need, okay, now her estrogen is starting to go down, 
then she's going to shift gears into, well, I'll just do it myself. And that feeling I have to do it myself raises testosterone. So in a sense, we can, although in my book, I point out 12 major categories of our masculine side and our feminine side, a simple way to talk about today is that whenever we're feeling I depend on you for something, I depend on something, then my estrogen goes up if I can get what I need. Like a lot of times I used to say in my old talks, women want a stress reducer for women is go shopping. <laughs> it's like, oh, I can get this. I can have this. I can have this. It's a estrogen producer. I have a need and I can get it fulfilled. So many women today, when they're stressed, they're often saying things like, I have no time. Well, there's always enough time, but we set it up so I don't have enough time. And that happens, that pauses their estrogen levels to go down. And then you have to rush. Then I have to go to my male side. I have to do it myself. So there's a hormonal imbalance that's occurring quite commonly today. Whenever a woman is stressed, it's different than a man when he's stressed. His testosterone is going down, his estrogen going high. Now, it's interesting to note, and you, you point this out in your book, that naturally um, men have 10 times to 30 times the testosterone of the average healthy woman, and women have 10 times the estrogen. And you would think that that would be a, a well-accepted scientific fact. And what that, it is, it is, just nobody talks about it. Yeah, why not? You know, it's sort of like, you know, in fact, if they do talk about it, they talk about testosterone. I, I, there are books out there that vilify uh, testosterone. And, you know, so maybe you can share with us why testosterone is a good thing, uh, especially for men. Well, uh, testosterone has been really misunderstood for a long time. And more recent science has shown that it was associated that testosterone causes aggression. And actually, when a man is aggressive or violent, what you'll see happening in that moment where it starts to happen is his estrogen is shooting up in his body and his testosterone is going down. Anytime you're acting from emotion, anger, your estrogen is going up and your testosterone is going down. If I'm a lion tamer, I learned this from lion tamer classes. <laughs> you have to be cool, calm, and collected. If you're not cool, calm, and collected, you show any fear, you're dead. So basically, you gain this level of detachment. If you look at the, these wonderful Chinese movies of Kung Fu and whatever, the masters never get upset. See, they're never angry. They're never afraid. They're detached. And yet they're, they're selfless in their service. Because now, how do they get that way? They discipline themselves to be good at something. When you're not, when you feel like you're not good at something, you don't have, feel confident to handle a situation, you go into fear and that's fight or flight. And whenever a man is biologically in fight or flight, his testosterone is not flaring. It's his estrogen that's flaring up. When you're in control, and not controlling others, but you're in control of yourself, your testosterone is high. So we associated for a long, long time, and this was common knowledge, that testosterone causes aggression in men. But actually, it's the lack of testosterone that either causes passivity in men, that's flight, or fight. So you've got two different reactions that go on. And for example, when mm -hmm. men get testosterone shots, they, be, they can easily have road rage, okay? Because too, too much testosterone pumped into his body is different from him making testosterone. But you give him testosterone, what happens if he starts to feel the slightest bit of insecurity, not in control, then that testosterone actually converts into estrogen and surges. That's why men get these man boobs is when they take too much testosterone, they'll get man boobs. The right amount, 
they'll get they'll get muscle mass without a doubt. But that's not nobody talks about the ideas I talk about because I'm not ever suggesting men to take testosterone to feel good. It doesn't have that result. It's the conditions of your thinking and your actions and your behaviors and how you're behaving in life that stimulates testosterone. Taking testosterone doesn't lower your stress levels. Generating testosterone does. So just taking the okay. hormones is not the answer. It's learning how to generate these hormones through our relationships. How we communicate in a relationship has the biggest effect on our hormones that I've seen of anything else. You know, you write in the book that gender is not just a social construct, that it has these biological underpinnings that are real. And, um, you know, if people would just understand that, and this is what Men Are From Mars was all about, if we could just appreciate the differences, viva la difference, and not expect women to be like men, and not expect men to be like women, we would just get along uh, so much better. Um, and it's just such a hard thing for people to, for people to comprehend. Um, so anyway, thank you for clarifying these things. Paul, the reason I wrote Beyond Mars and Venus is we really have a different situation here. We could say it's an aspect of evolution that we become more whole beings. We want to become more holistic because every man has a female side and every woman has a male side. It's just that whenever you're stressed and you can measure this hormonally in the body, if a woman is neglecting her female side and she's on her male side, she will be experiencing stress hormones. And if a man is experiencing stress in his body, he's now going to be pumping. He will always be having rising estrogen levels and decreasing testosterone levels. <laughs> it's, 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 you know, the word detachment, for example, has a really bad ring to it. It means you can't be loving. But detachment means you're not going to be angry. You're not going to be sad. You're not going to be afraid. And I'm not saying men are only detached, but masculinity, whenever we detach, that's our male side. Why? Because when testosterone goes up, we disconnect with emotions. But we can also have testosterone go up and estrogen go up in harmony and balance. And I can be detached, which means if somebody shoots me the finger, I don't get mad at them. <laughs> it's like, you must be having a problem today. Or my wife could be right. complaining about me. And I'm like, okay, help me understand this better. And as I listen to her without reacting to her, that's detachment. I can now begin to feel empathy. So to be detached doesn't mean you don't have compassion. It doesn't mean you don't have empathy. It just means that the prerequisite for men to actually experience real compassion is to be detached. Otherwise, you know, they can feel sorry for someone or feel their pain and whatever, but they're also just saying, I relate to you, I have the same pain, woe is us, you know, sympathizing with someone, rather than truly just experiencing what somebody else is experiencing with love without reacting back to blame them or try to fix them or try to change them. So practically speaking, you know, some of the basic techniques in Men Are From Mars are still relevant. How to help a woman come back to her female side. Well, notice why she doesn't talk to you. Often when she does talk, men will say, well, you shouldn't feel that way or you should do this or I'll figure this out for you or quit that job. You know, we want to give quick fixes for things rather than take time to listen. And it will help me understand that better. Now, as we've all begin to learn how important it is to listen, now we have this new problem, which is men come home and they want to talk about their day. Women say, how was your day? And he starts talking about his day <laughs> and she starts going, yuck, I just doesn't feel good. So then she stays busy more. 
But see, there's always the dynamic of the man who doesn't talk and the woman wants him to talk. And there's the man who talks too much and the woman doesn't want him to talk. So everything I say, there's a yes, but, and then I answer for the but. But we've become very conflicted because many times when women are on their male side, they relate to the male stuff. But they think that the way they recover from stress is to be on their male side. And that's what's missing. Whenever you're stressed, if a woman today and 90% of the time, what you need is to come back to your female side and do things that will generate estrogen. And one of the major generators of estrogen, here they are, three major categories, is one is romance. A man who actually knows how to provide romantic support. That's a big estrogen producer in a relationship. Second is the ability to hear your partner and empathize with her and validate where she comes from in terms of where she's feeling inside and to take the time to listen to her and ask questions. They need you to ask questions, tell me more, and what else? And will help me understand that better. These are powerful phrases that will help a woman to look inside and find her female side again, rather than just being very superficial on her male side, but the depth of her female side. And then the other one is help around the house. Uh, Basically, if a woman's working a job all day long, she needs help when she gets home. And if she can get that help, then she'll be more on her female side. So those are three areas. And then what women will you go to right away when I talk about those? Well, let's start with help around the house. And I go, okay, that's a good beginning. That's certainly fine. But that's not really the answer. The answer is going deeper into communication because it's a vulnerability that exists within a woman is pretty much unknown uh, to their male side. And so why women go to therapy is it becomes a way to go have someone for an hour basically listening to you because you will tend to go deeper and deeper if you feel safe. But men don't know yeah, how to you, make it Yeah, you you talk about how listening is actually an expression of masculinity. I, I found that very counterintuitive and, and fascinating. And you point out how when a woman shares feelings, positive or negative, as long as she's not doing so to seek a solution, it will increase her estrogen and lower her stress, but sharing feelings to solve a problem is no longer sharing, it's complaining. These are, these are such important things to understand because there's so much uh, conflict that happens just because we don't understand these things. Yeah, and actually th- that quote you just read, it's, there's a lot of pieces to that. I mean, it's very profound. I mean, I think people need to hear that five times to really dissect everything in that it's more of a conclusion statement you came to. So let's let's analyze it just for a moment because there's a lot packed in okay. there. Okay, sure. when you're sharing, see there's a distinction between complaining and sharing. Complaining produces some estrogen because you're expressing what's inside. But as soon as you're doing it with the intent to change somebody, you're now making testosterone along with it. And it feels good to have some estrogen and some testosterone, it just doesn't work. You know, it, a guy can masturbate to pornography. It feels so good, <laughs> but it doesn't work. It lowers his testosterone over time. It makes him feel empty. It becomes addictive. A lot of bad side effects. They've now found that people who complain in the brain, they're producing huge amounts of dopamine, causing it to become addictive. So whenever you actually use negativity to get what you want, that would be a complaint. Using negativity to get what you want then suddenly your brain wiring goes, if I want more, I should feel negative emotions. You're training your brain to feel negative emotions. 
rather than training your brain to see what's good, be grateful, be happy, be motivated, be proud. Positive feelings can also get you what you want, what you want. You don't have to focus on the negative. You can learn how to ask for more in a positive way without dwelling on the negativity. And that's an art. That's a new skill. I teach these skills in my book. How to do that is a yeah, constantly yeah. new idea. Well, you know, a huge portion of your audience is like you and me, baby boomers. Uh, going into the stage of life called retirement. And, you know, how does a man maintain his testosterone level when he doesn't have enough to do or he's not like being successful? He's not like uh, busy doing something. And how does a woman maintain her femininity uh, under the same uh, circumstances? She doesn't have any children to take care of. Uh, you know, things are different when you get older. So what is the impact of aging on um, these differences between men and women? Well, there's a biological progression, which is natural and normal. For men, as we age, we gain more wisdom, okay? <laughs> if, if we age properly. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. And that wisdom is estrogen, okay? It's our female side that has this wisdom. And so we naturally have wisdom as we get older, but too much, if we don't keep the testosterone up, then we don't have wisdom. Now we're just in a stress response of passivity and lack of motivation. So how do you keep the testosterone levels up? We usually explain, you gave the answer to the question, which is if you retire, your testosterone is going to go down. Now my testosterone at 70 years old is 50% higher than when I was a young man. A major part of that is a great sex life. Sex with love keeps your testosterone up. Sex without love lowers your testosterone over time, or too much sex it will lower your testosterone. Now, this is pretty, pretty weird, right? We all think, oh, you should have lots of sex. Well, too much of a good thing is not always a good thing. It may feel good. I can have ice cream. Too much ice cream just makes me fat, <laughs> but a little bit's okay. Okay, moderation in all things. Research showed that uh, with young men, who have typically their normal high testosterone levels, which unfortunately don't exist anymore. Uh, the average male today uh, has 20% less testosterone than he had 20 years ago. It's a big, dis and we see it in the news all the time, testosterone levels are going down. Well, naturally, estrogen goes up as you get older and you're a man. And for a woman, naturally, your testosterone goes up as you become more mature and more confident, more capable, and you learn life skills and so forth. So you've got wisdom and you've got confidence. Women become more confident as they get older, which is a male quality. And men start gaining more wisdom as they get older. Heartfelt, compassion, all these wonderful female qualities. But those female qualities have a dark side if you don't have enough testosterone. Like one of my best qualities is generosity. But if I'm in a bad mood, I'm very stingy. But when I'm not in a bad mood, if my heart's open, I have a lot of generosity. So women, if their hearts are open, they have tremendous capacity to forgive, to accept, to use strategies, to, to get what you want, whatever. All, they have such amazing potency if they're on their female side, balanced with their male side. But once the male side becomes too high and the estrogen's too low and their own personal balance, and everybody has their own personal balance, then they will experience the symptoms of too much to do and not enough time and that evolves into resentment of not trusting others 
and just doing it yourself. So they become rigid and crusty in that way. And men become rigid and crusty in their way. Men, you know, grumpy old men. This is a, a, a you know, a, a, a thing that happens to a lot of men. It didn't happen to me uh, because I have lots of healthy sex. Sex and love are the major uh, contributors to testosterone along with, which is just as important and maybe more important is work. We have to, we can't stop working if we're men. Work is a primary source of testosterone production. That means making promises that you have to deliver in service to somebody else. That's a key. And that, that's what produces testosterone. Selflessness produces te uh, testosterone, action to serve others. Now you also have to balance that action with rest. You can't all just be that or you'll burn out. So now you get to have time to rest. And if you quit your job, the brain, you see, the brain has noticed your whole life. If I work hard and then I, I feel like I'm on vacation, now I can relax and it feels so good and it's rejuvenating. I can do what I like to do. Whenever you do what you like to do, by the way, it's that's an estrogen stimulating activity. So the key oh. for men is to do, do what they like to do. Do what you have to do to achieve a goal is testosterone. That's making a promise, a commitment, and following through. That's testosterone production. Doing what you like to do, enjoying the flow of life, loving, appreciating, feeling good. Anything that makes you do feel that way is estrogen producing. Well, when you don't have to go to work anymore because you haven't made a promise to show up, you're, you tend to, tend to go over to what you like to do which makes you feel great if you worked hard that day and then you come home and do what you like to do. That's called cave time for a man. I wrote about men are from Mars. He works right. action and then rest and the rest rejuvenates his testosterone levels. And now he's ready for intimacy. Intimacy is always going to be a force that pushes down testosterone. See, that's a lot of estrogen happens with intimacy. So if you look Again, I'll give you a little science to back up these statements I make. There's so many, so much science, but then I can't make all my statements. But here's a simple one. If they look at, uh, and these are huge studies that have been done of men who have the highest testosterone levels for their age uh, compared to other men are single. Okay, that's it. Uh, then the next, and then it goes down a notch to men who are in a committed relationship with a woman. Then he has less testosterone. Then married men have less and then married men who have children have the lowest testosterone in these studies of thousands of millions of people. Now, why would that be? Because when you have children, you feel so much estrogen, you're nurturing and you're loving them. When you're married, right. you start to open your heart and you're dating, you're opening your heart a little bit more and you're single, you're just thinking about yourself most of the time. So that's testosterone. So now what we wanna do is be not the statistics, be the exception, which is possible, which is how do you have a relationship which opens your heart, raises estrogen, and you have high testosterone at the same time. That takes new right. relationships. Okay. Hey, we could go on. There's so much more <laughs> we could explore, but we are totally out of time. And I want to make sure to tell our listeners about your website, marsvenus.com. Very simple. And I want to encourage them to read your book because uh, it's it's fantastic. It's on me a lot of good, and I, I really am grateful. And I want to say to those who may have tuned into Pathways Late, this is your host, Paul O'Brien, author of Intuitive Intelligence, a book that shares the theme of Pathways, which is personal and cultural evolution, and a book which has an introduction or written by John Gray, which I'm so <laughs> grateful for. 
So, but anyway, folks, don't worry. You can play or share this interview whenever you want via the internet or f- as a free podcast. And I'll tell you how in a minute. Today, we've been visiting with John Gray, author of so many books, uh, including Beyond Mars and Venus. And I want to say thank you to all of our listeners for tuning into Pathways, which is broadcast and streamed on the internet at www.kboo.fm, produced every Sunday morning by Donald Altman or myself at 8.30 USA Pacific Time. And even better, podcasts of today's show, which you can listen to and forward to others, are available for free at divination.com. That's spelled D-I-V-I, nation.com, as well as via iTunes, my YouTube channel, and other free podcast servers. This is Paul O'Brien reminding you to tell your friends about Pathways Radio and Podcasts. And remember to help KBOO reach our $70,000 end-of-year membership drive goal by showing your support today at kboo.fm slash give. Every donation is greatly appreciated. Thanks again to John Gray and to all of you listeners for tuning in and being a part of the Pathways Conversation.